Hey folks, it is Friday, May 11th, and I'm Josh Boykin, the founder of Intelligame.us. You're listening to another edition of Intelligame Radio. Hey folks, welcome to Friday. I hope the day is treating you well and that you have a good weekend to look forward to. Just a quick content heads up. We will be streaming tonight if you swing by twitch.tv slash letsintelligame. From 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific time, we'll be streaming some God of War. So there should be some interesting discussions to have there as well as some good gameplay and, of course, good community. So I hope you'll swing by. Again, that's 5 to 7 p.m. twitch.tv slash letsintelligame. Also keep an eye out next week for some new articles coming down at Intelligame.us. And, of course, you can keep up on the social media feeds. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are all Let's Intelligame. Today on Intelligame Radio, we're going to be discussing a couple of things. One, grinding. The, uh, the experience of gathering experience in role-playing games. And some ways that we grind in reality. And maybe those two experiences don't share as much parity as one would hope. Secondly, a discussion about the presence of religion in Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire. I haven't typically played a ton of games that have portrayals of religion in them because I'm not a, a big high fantasy player, but the presence of religion and the effects of the gods and whatnot in Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire has really made me think about the ways in which they're portrayed in media and in the world. So, some interesting discussions today. Uh, hope you're looking forward to them. In role-playing games, and in virtually most any game you play nowadays, they keep track of your level, right? This is supposed to be an indicator of your strength, your capability, and you gain higher levels by gathering experience. Experience is gained by performing whatever the task of that game is. So maybe in card games, it's playing a certain number of games or gathering a certain number of a type of card or breaking it down. In role-playing games, more conventionally, it's associated with completing particular quests, defeating enemies, fighting against bosses, gathering certain items, using those items, or any number of ways that we consider this large-scale currency of experience, and then translate it into personal power. Now, it's also fairly typical in leveling systems that as you get to higher levels, they require more experience to be able to obtain. So the first couple levels may take 100, 200 experience. Maybe by the time you hit level 10, it takes 2000 experience to get from level 10 to level 11. And this is supposed to represent sort of the way that it takes concerted effort to get from a medium level of skill to a higher level of skill, or from a high level of skill to a higher level of skill. Malcolm Gladwell has posited this theory that it takes 10,000 hours of work 
to be able to achieve a level of expertise. And a number of those 10,000 hours have to be dedicated effort, right? So this is not just, oh, well, I'm going to play baseball for 10,000 hours and become an expert. A number of those hours have to be dedicated to improving a particular skill. Um, and a lot of times it comes down to what we would consider in role-playing games, grinding. Doing tasks repeatedly with a specific intent of improving X aspect. Life itself tends to be a bit more complicated. In order for us to get better at writing, we have to spend that dedicated time writing, or maybe even reading, but probably not playing basketball. There's not a sort of general experience that we can then uh, take our levels and push them into just some random skill. We have to spend dedicated time doing the things that we care about. And that takes a certain amount of attention that we're not always putting forward. To become better spouses, better friends, better family members, we have to spend dedicated time interacting with those people that we love. To become better writers, better creators, we have to spend active time creating. And often that comes at the expense of other things that we also value because as human beings, we have a limited amount of time and a limited amount of energy and willpower. This can be kind of difficult. And so I think that there's an element of sort of the overall grind that we really have to start paying more attention to. We use a lot of hours over the course of the day doing things that are just the things that we have to do to survive making money at jobs, taking care of the places we live. And sometimes we're lucky enough to have those actions associated with the skills that we want to improve, to have jobs that give us meaning and fulfillment in the things that we care about, whether they're entertainment industries or social work or teaching or any of those things. But when we are not in those positions, when a majority of the time, or much of the time at least, that we're spending doing those things is more equivalent to grinding random monsters hoping that they drop money, then we have to realize that the little bit of extra time that we have left, we can't just generically grind. We have to, um, I think the term is power level, but we have to make sure that we're spending that time working on the things that we care about. I'm working towards a specific goal because otherwise you end up with a bunch of experience for classes that you don't really want to use. And that's, that's not, that does not lead to an ideal end game. Perhaps I've mixed a number of metaphors on the way to this conclusion, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. And I do think that as I play more role-playing games, this is a theme that I've underlined in a number of essays I've written, um, coming up with a focus, with an end goal, with an ideal, before getting too deep into the weeds, can really help make sure that that end game is what you want. And the time that you spend grinding is worthwhile.
If you listened to Intelligame Radio on Wednesday, you heard me talk a bit about Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire. This is a game where you are tasked as a watcher, a being that can see the realm between the living and the dead where souls may be stuck in limbo, and you are a character that has been tasked by a panel of gods to track down another god that was killed in the last game and has brought himself back to life somehow for a purpose that at the beginning of the game you're, nobody really knows. There are elements of spirituality and religion that are tied all through the magic system and world of Pillars of Eternity and it's been really interesting to engage in a world where religion and gods are not questions but are instead facts and considering that this is not my typical kind of game um, I think that there's been a lot that has been going through my mind in terms of discussing what it's like to exist in this kind of world. The world of Pillars of Eternity is a polytheistic one, and as a watcher, you are able to directly interact with a number of these gods, as well as see things in the physical world that people around you cannot. And there's something, I think, interesting about playing a character who can prove the existence of things that are not seen in reality. One of the first party members that you encounter is Jyoti. She is a follower of Gon, who is uh, basically the reincarnated version of the god uh, Atheos that you are trying to track down in the first place. And her belief is that Gon is more of a god of death than of life. And she, as a follower of Gon, her goal is to guide lost souls still stuck in the mortal realm to uh, essentially their, to the afterlife. And she gathers them in a lantern and performs a particular rite that allows them to push forward. Now the thing about it is that Zeroti can't see any of the spirits that she's trying to guide. And sometimes she may have a sense of feeling like she needs to perform a rite to summon the souls and push them forward, but you, as a watcher, can actually physically see where those souls are. And there are some times where she feels called to, to perform the task to send souls home, and you know that there are no souls there. Sometimes you're presented with dialogue options where you can directly tell her that there are no souls there. Or you can let her perform the right for whatever your personal reason is. Maybe you don't want to break her faith. Maybe you feel like you want her to make a fool of herself. I don't know, whatever your personal motivation is. But I have found it pretty intriguing and a little confusing at times to be present in this world of gods and deities that I, I, as the player, can only have so much effect on. When playing God of War, as Kratos, we have the power to kill the gods. Our, our goal, our task, is to go through and kill the gods in the, in the original God of War games. And being the player, 
means that you have the power to exist on the top of the power structure. And in many games, our power, our power fantasies are fulfilled by giving us the opportunity to exist on the top of the ladder. Whereas in the world of Pillars of Eternity, we've been tasked with a quest by beings that could basically just snuff us out of existence at a moment's notice. And though my character, again, tends to have a bit of a smart mouth when dealing with gods, and I guess is somehow thinking that the gods are still relying on, need my character, need me to be able to perform whatever it is they're looking for. There's also this part of me that cannot get over this feeling of weakness, of being small, of fulfilling a purpose, but not necessarily because I want to, but because I have to. And it's an experience that feels very different from most of the games that I've played. And I think maybe this ties a little bit into experiences of religion as well. The idea that you don't get to be the number one, top of the food chain, making the decisions, life is in your hands. But instead, sometimes you're just serving the purpose of somebody else who's asked you to do a thing. And yeah, you get to make a choice about whether or not you do that thing. But whether or not you have true power is not really a question. Those lines are already drawn. And that runs counter to a lot of things that we talk about in sort of the American dream. So we have this sense in American culture that whatever we do, we can pull ourselves up by the straps of our boots, that we can go from our parents' garage to a multi-billion dollar CEO. Um, and this is assuming that your parents have a garage. Anyway, a lot of that is undercut, undercut in a world in which there is a definitive power structure that can crush you in a moment. Again, these are just thoughts I've had during Pillars of Eternity, um, and some of the gameplay itself may not be directly germane to it, but uh, I do think that there are a lot of ways that these portrayals of religion make me ask really interesting and important questions about myself and the roles that I have with my family and my friends, and also the role that I, the relationship I have with myself. So if you are playing games that give you an interesting take on religion, uh, you should go ahead and let us know. Go ahead and hit up podcast at intelligame.us or uh, just drop a line on social media. I'd love to know your thoughts. folks that does it for another edition of IntelliGame Radio. I've been your host Josh Boykin. You can find me on Twitter or Facebook at Wallstormer. Don't forget you can look for more IntelliGame content by swinging over to IntelliGame.us, the main homepage and you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at Let's IntelliGame. Don't forget that again tonight we will be streaming from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash Let's IntelliGame. We'll be doing a couple hours of God of War, and I hope that you will join for that. If 
you engage with us uh, on social media or on Twitch, let let us know that you're listening to the podcast. That helps us know that the time that we're putting in here is worthwhile. And if you've got any questions or comments, you can go ahead and leave those on our social media pages or right here on the podcast. You can drop a message using the Anchor app. Uh, if you download it, it'll allow you to leave video, uh, video, or I'm sorry, leave audio questions and comments. And uh, it's a really neat way to interact with the podcast. So if that's something you're into, we would love to be able to uh, hear your call-ins and maybe even put them on the air. So again, thanks so much for listening. Uh, this is our last one for the week. So have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Keep IntelliGaming. Have a great one. Thank you.